What's going on, Hepcats? It's Monday. It's Paul Artali. Welcome to Fiercely Successful. Another week in the books and another one about to start. Hope you like my generic free stock music that I'm using to open today's podcast. It's called Walk the Cat, courtesy of MixKit.co, the premium place to go for free stock music. And I thought Walking the Cat is... More than appropriate, considering that I've been a dog owner for a week. And I think it's appropriate as well, because today's topic was inspired by a chapter called Bear and Yak from my book, The Two-Year-Old's Guide to Work-Life Balance. And I thought, well, this just all fits. It's an animal-type theme, and today's inspiration had some some, some roots in the chapter. But before I get into that, into today's talk, which is entitled Why You Need to Talk to People Less, I want to uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Valerie for commenting last week saying she loved the four F's to success. And I hope you all liked last week's episode, which was called the four F's to success. And if you don't know what those are, you better go back and listen to them on whatever platform you're on. We are on everything basically these days, iTunes, iHeart. Stitcher, Pandora, we're live on every podcast platform as well as on SoundCloud, which is where we started. And so put your comments on those platforms, especially on SoundCloud. We're about to hit YouTube next. And of course, uh, for any of the other podcast listeners out there, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and interact with me in many different ways. I'll leave some of my information at the end of this podcast. But Today's talk just kind of came randomly to me, and it, you know, I'd like to say it, it was an excuse to plug the book, and it ended up kind of being there, But and I'll put some information about my book after this. But really, I just thought, in, in today's world, I was having a, a week where there was just a lot of communication going on, and I thought, man, I talk to a lot of people, and I need to do less of that, because what I found is that, yes... You can talk to a lot of people, but how many of those people that you're engaging with actually listen to what you're saying, right? How many times are they actually listening when they're interacting? And that got me to thinking about maybe we need to not worry about how many people we talk to or friends we have on, on Facebook or or whatever our metrics are. I'm thinking about who's actually listening to us out there and That's important because as much as I talk about go after your dreams, go hard, you know, sort of screw the other people if they don't believe in you, all that stuff, and I do believe it, I do think that you you cannot succeed on your own. You cannot be fiercely successful in a bubble. You need to bring people into the fold, but the people you need to bring into the fold need to be those who are great listeners. They need to be those who are actually legitimately invested in what you're doing. I talk to a lot of people but not everyone gets me or actually understands what I want. And so when we're thinking about assembling our crew, here's a few things I want you to look look for uh, in terms of the people you're bringing on, your experts, your coaches, your your teammates, your confidants, right? Thinking about uh, a few things I want you to think about uh, when you're thinking about the people that you're interacting with and, to be honest, you're depending on for your success in your life. Number one, one of the things to look for is, is this person – they deflect everything you're saying. So let's say you're opening up with a question or you're opening up with a story or some you're confiding something deeply personal. Is it like you're talking to a wall 
or to put it into a, another context, could a pylon or a action figure do the same job as the person you're speaking to? I love my Yoda action figure. It's life-size for Yoda. It's animatronic. And if I feel like I could tell Yoda my deepest, darkest secrets and Yoda will say nothing back to me of value because he's a puppet and doesn't talk, I believe that the person you're talking to is basically the equivalency in what value of information they're giving you or even reaction, then you need to reconsider that person, right? And what I mean specifically is you tell them something and it's like it just goes over their head and the topic gets diverted somewhere completely different, okay? So watch for the deflectors. You know, there's nothing worse than confiding and being vulnerable and then you talk to someone who's not even really listening. I mean... Let's just say you talk about money issues. The next thing out of their mouth is let's order a pizza or let me tell you about the car I bought. Okay, you don't need the deflectors in your life. Uh, the next type of person you need to watch out for is the pontificators, right? Those who have like to talk about their brilliance a lot. And they like to, so you, you confide in them, you're asking them a question and it's it feels like you're being lectured at <laughs> right rather than being in a conversation with and and you got to watch that because ultimately that person's not listening to what you're actually saying what your needs are what your concerns are they're just spouting off their knowledge could be ego could be that they're actually not really good problem solvers not good people person so they just try to fling as much information at you as possible uh, and hope that something in there is 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 useful but again watch out for the pontificators out there uh, and then there's the next group, the one-uppers, right? So these are the people that no matter what, you, they're kind of listening to you, but in their mind, they're thinking about how they have it worse or how they did it better, right? So if you're having, let's say, an issue with your boss, maybe your boss is being unfair to you, and they're that you confide to this person that you think is on your success team, and all of a sudden, they're coming up with, well, your boss isn't that bad. Let me tell you about my boss. Let me tell you about my friend's boss. That's a bad boss, right? Um, so thinking about they're always trying to, one up it uh, and, and try to, you know, and same thing if you, you're, you're proud of an accomplishment or something that you're doing and all of a sudden their response is, well, I know someone who can do it better or I did it better or you didn't do it right. There's always this one upsmanship. So you don't want those folks. Again, you can talk to those people a lot. They actually can be very conversational, but are they actually listening to what you are saying and trying to help you versus really what the one uppers are doing are belittling you in a lot of different ways. And of course, then the, the next trait to look out for is validation, meaning that the person that you're talking to, not only not listening to you, but they're actually asking for some sort of validation in, in your conversation. And the validation is of their brilliance or the validation is that uh, what they're what they're telling you is right. They're not interested again in you. It's very me centered. So it, it, it could be you come to them with a problem and their response is something typical uh, of the, uh, you know, it's kind of salesman's, right? Like, well, this is what I think you should do. Don't you think that's right? I think that's a good good solution. What do you think? Or uh, the val the upgrade to the validation, folks, or maybe the the, the conjoined twin, if you will, is the the salesperson who they're listening to you and what they're really trying to do is sell you something, right? Well, if you went to my coaching program, if you bought my book, if, which I, I realize the irony in me saying that. But, right, there's this idea that it's not authentic engagement. So, again, we can talk to all these people, and quite often we do talk to these people. I don't pretend that they exist in a bubble 
or on a, a mythical land where that if you cross the border, you're in for it. They're all around us, and we bring them into our teams, and we don't always know that they're true colors. And quite often, they're quite close to us. And so we have to think about, are these people we're talking to actually listening to anything we have? And that relates to my story, Bear and Yak, which is in my book, The Two-Year-Old's Guide to Work-Life Balance. And I'll put the information about the book uh, in the comments or in the description to the podcast. But in a nutshell, what the story is, here's what the Bear and Yak story is, that it's my my son has an imaginary friend who's a yak, who's a, a complete jerk. And because he, he steals from the other stuffed animals in the house, he does all these kind of crazy things. And my son essentially kicks yak out of his life. And, you know, I asked him what happened to yak. And my son's reply was, well, yak's bad. I tell him to go bye-bye. And that really got me thinking about the people I associate with because I know a lot of people and I converse with a lot of people on a daily basis. But again, are those meaningful interactions and are those interactions that are really life-giving to me or are they interactions that are, you know, they're not really adding value to my life, at least on a professional level. And quite often there's a personal overlap. It's personal and professional. I don't, I think it's hard to have business interactions with folks that don't have some sort of personal impact on us, even if it's minute. And so thinking about the bear, bear is my son's favorite stuffed animal who he's had since he was a child, who's, you know, part of the family, to be honest. Bear once got stuck in Toronto after a holiday visit, and we had a FedEx him to Michigan overnight to make sure that my son could have him, because that's, as a young child, that's how important bear was in our lives. And so who are the bears in your life? And are you getting rid of the yaks in your life is the whole point. But if you have to talk to people less, then you need to engage with those who are great listeners. And I think that's important as you're gauging who's great on your team are the folks that are listening to you. And sometimes listening does not require a solution, by the way. It just requires that your voice is heard you and you are acknowledged and that's sometimes all we need is just someone to vent to or someone to talk things through and by talking them through we can actually hear our i'll say if nothing else our absurdity or our issues or things just to come out when you verbalize it to someone and the emotions get involved you start to see different types of solutions to the problem so i want you to think about those folks that are actually good listeners and who not just listen, if they do interact with you, if they do engage in you, with you, are, number one, are they, they challenging you versus, you know, putting you down? So do, does their advice challenge you to be better? Does it challenge you based on your circumstance? Do they ask clarifying questions, right? Thinking about the folks I said that were the talkers you need to avoid, the, those that are great listeners will ask clarifying questions if they need to, to un make sure they're understanding you correctly. And one of the key questions they might ask if it's not clear to them is, well, what do you want, right? What is it you want? If you come, you know, complaining or investing your emotions into uh, something or you're, you're, you're sharing your problems, you know, being asked, well, what do you want from this is a totally valid question because it's asking you to focus how you want to solve the problem, right? If you're having a problem with a coworker and you know, that's valid, right? What do you want? Do you want to resolve the conflict with your coworker? Is it a deeper issue of maybe the supervisor's not getting involved the way they should, or maybe the supervisor's ignoring things, right? What is it that you want? Do you want the person to go away? I'm not saying it's the best reply, but asking that clear helps you clarify what, what it is you want. 
And um, here's the other thing. Uh, great listeners actually let you speak, okay, when you need to, and they'll hear you, and they also seek to understand, right? Something simple out of Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. They seek to understand what it is you actually want and what is going on. So they're, they're actually getting it. They're engaged in the conversation. And, you know, as probably as I was toying with this idea this week, I think it's a little bit of a different pace than what I normally talk about. I rewatched one of my favorite movies of all time. And as you listen to this podcast, I will make reference to the franchise many, many a time. And that, of course, is The Karate Kid. And we were watching The Karate Kid Part 1 with my son, introduced him to it. And, um, and I thought about I had this idea of what we're talking about today milling around in my mind. And I thought Mr. Miyagi was a great mentor because he was a great listener. And I'll give you two quick examples of that. And if you think about the movie, again, spoilers alert, if you haven't seen the movie, you might want to go watch it or at least uh, hang in with me. But the, the premise is Daniel moved from New Jersey to California and is having a rough time uh, fitting in. And there's these bullies from a karate dojo that are picking on him and beating him up. And there's a couple instances where you really see Miyagi listening and, and, and being a good teammate on Daniel's success team. And here's the first instance is earlier in the film when Daniel's at the height of getting bullied and he's getting beaten up every time he walks out of the house by the, the villains in the movie called the Cobra Kai. And there's this Halloween dance. And of course there's this young lady that Daniel's interested in and Mr. Miyagi's talking to him and, and Bishop Miyagi says, why don't you go to the Halloween dance? And Daniel says, well, I'm not into going. And, and, he, and he, makes, he makes the comment. He says, well, maybe I could go as the invisible man. And Mr. Miyagi says, all right, I can make that happen. And, of course, again, spoiler alert, Daniel goes to the dance as a shower stall, right? So he's got like a hula hoop above his head with a shower curtain and a little spigot with fake water. And he's, he's totally hidden. And I thought that's a beautiful moment because Miyagi, who in conversations with Daniel and realizing and really tuning in to what Daniel's problems are, realizes that Daniel wants to interact, but he's also afraid and he needs at that point a shield to give him some confidence to go forward. And uh, again, brilliant, brilliant moment uh, of, of Miyagi because he doesn't give him a lecture. He doesn't give him some sort of words of wisdom. He finds a way to challenge him and bring the best out in him, but he does it by understanding exactly what Daniel wants. <laughs> Again, what is it you want? Daniel wants to be invisible, and of course he finds a creative and funny way to do it. Here's a second example. at the Near the end of the film, the, the Cobra Kai, the evil Cobra Kai in this big karate tournament take out Daniel. They, you know, they, they, they basically try to break his leg. He's very injured. He doesn't know if he can fight in the finals. And one of the themes in the movie is balance. And Miyagi says to Daniel, you know, you made a good fight. You put in a good showing today. You should be proud of yourself. And Daniel says, do you think I could win? And Miyagi says, yes, I did think you could. You had a chance of winning this. And he says, I need you to fix my leg using this magical massage technique Mr. Miyagi has. <laughs> and, and what Daniel then said, you know, Miyagi says as well you again you put up a good fight you don't need to do this and daniel says i need to have balance in my life if i don't fight this final fight i won't have balance you know i won't have i won't have what i need to move forward and be my best self after this tournament 
and understanding that, listening to what Daniel wants and understanding that it's the right path for him, Miyagi fixes the leg and, again, Daniel wins the tournament. But I thought that's a beautiful moment because at the beginning of it, Miyagi was like, listen, you've done great. You can call it quits. Be proud of yourself. And then Daniel's like, no, let me tell you this one thing that I need this to be balanced. It's not about winning a medal, but it's I need to finish this to the end because then that means others will have gotten the best of me and that it didn't, it won't go down the way I wanted it to. I want to have some of this, more of this on my terms and understanding that Miyagi then adjusts the behavior. And I think that's the beauty of it. I think that was a great example of having someone on your success team that is a listener and not just someone to talk to. And I think that is what you got to think about this week. I want you to take some time in reflection about those you interact with, those who you're trying to entrust with your success, and thinking about how, uh, thinking about whether they are just people you talk to, you know, chit chat, or talking about all the different negative traits that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, or are they great listeners who challenge you and really try to understand what it is you need and what your situation is so that they can then move you forward into a better space? Do that. Take some time reflecting. Put your comments in the comment box. Remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. If you have questions, you can email me at paul, P-A-U-L, at paulartale, that's P-A-U-L-A-R-T-A-L-E dot com. And you can email me your questions, your thoughts. If you've got questions about this episode or past episodes or even just a motivational question, an issue with motivation, an issue with success, send it my way. I will be doing a Q&A answer uh, podcast coming up in the next couple of weeks. But in the meantime, reflect on those folks. Who are you talking to? Who are you actually investing in that listens to you? And if you take a lesson from the bear and yak story, keep the bears, keep those that are listeners and great coaches, get rid of the yaks. Those that are just people you, you yik yak with, no pun intended, oh, full pun intended. Those that you yik yak with and those that really have no interest in what you're saying and what you want and more interested in themselves in your story than you in your story. Do that. Make this a great week. Make it better than last week. I will see you next Monday at 8 a.m.